welcome friends our today's book is financial feminist overcome the patriarchal bullish to master your money and build your life you love as the name indicates uh, this is of course a financial book but at the same time it is not completely the feminist book but if you if you think it in that way like what is feminism if you call it as empowerment then this is a feminist book as well so the name indicates it's a financial feminist from the founder of her first 100k tori dunlop so let's get started so she was uh, as a normal worker she was uh, left her job at an earlier age and then she become she just created her own 100k and then she is very famous financial coach available a lady coach especially so our book summary is about the same table of contents chapter 1 emotions of money a quick summary will go through here as we do usually so there are multiple emotions around money which is actually the reasons for many of our financial struggles even though people are making huge sum of money as salaries or income or anything the emotions around money is actually getting us in trouble or that is the root cause of our financial trouble or or which is blocking us from our financial independence or goals so that's about the chapter 1 we'll go in detail later chapter 2 is on spending uh, similar to what is mentioned there there is emotional and psychological effects on the money that is actually affecting our spending pattern as well so there are couple of behavioral economics if you follow such things you will understand what i'm talking about so we'll go through there like there are multiple spending but here mainly the book is talking about lady perspective or or a, or a feminist perspective of spending it's not about for sure it is it is a good financial book it's a collection of mul- multiple like authors or her learnings from dev ramsey and lot of other people she's quoted even ramit sethi lot of people there and her own teachings as well so it is good for all genders but mainly her focus is on the lady empowerment or finance or feminist empowerment so that's about spending third one is a financial game plan it's about how to have a proper plan to have that like a, in your game for finance or to become rich and all chapter 4 talk about debt maybe an interesting topic it's talking about multiple debts and how women is more prone to spending than men because even in the very early age they were taught like you have to just they were given dolls and all the other kids were given like lego bricks and other things so spending and such things are hardwired not they are not learned to save they are learned to spend even credit card companies many people used to do that like to have their even the research one of the hardware distilling ladies are known prone to 7% more prone to not paying on time and even the lady products has been marked expensive in the market like cosmetics and all these things many aspects will go through but debt is an interesting topic chapter 5 is about investing so what to invest 
because investing is not considered as something like a something for women it is treated as men's game and it has multiple misconception as well saving and gambling investing is considered as gambling and all this aspects so such aspects is coming there sixth one is about earning because we live in a generation where a majority of or compared to an earlier century earlier decades and all the women are more into the workforce but still that gender discrimination is still there so that earning patterns will be coming there and seventh one is somehow like a conclusion like living a financial feminist lifestyle so that's about the quick summary of all the chapters over here Uh, a quick disclaimer here because it is talking about multiple financial advice and all this information views and opinion and this is based on others opinion and we are we are not endorsing anything like that this is just for educational purposes and informative purposes uh, so please take your own due diligence on any of this topics let's get started so chapter 1 emotions of money so as as we mentioned every money decision is psychological even though money is just money because what drive us to do something what drive us to purchase something what drive us to take a debt or what drive us to invest or not spend on it it's all psychological so because we are somehow hardwired because we are a social being we are getting fear of isolation so we don't want to be isolated we want to be part of the tribe that gives us lot of aspects because if you are part of the tribe you have to be like tribe and you don't want to be just in bad in front of the tribe so such things there is we don't want to be shameful so that shame is somehow creating that that psychological problem because we are not we are not uh, trained enough or or taught enough to be vulnerable we don't like to be vulnerable we want to be like protective so that that's the thing so but actually we should practice vulnerability and we should expose or just retrospect our own thoughts and all so narrative there are multiple narratives we're talking about first one is you should know how to make money Uh, because nobody is teaching it in any colleges or school because it is the normal narrative of the society is that you are supposed to know yourself how to do with your money even though we will not teach you <laughs> but all other topics we will teach you uh, but this one it is somehow like it's already inbuilt in it so you are supposed to know something like that it's appear to both men and women they are mainly talking about you should know how to how to earn the money how to manage your money how to earn your money how to save your money this is all you should know by yourself they don't want to know whether teach you or taught you other things but that's the thing and talking about money is impolite that's another society narrative because we we fear to talk about somebody's salaries spending and other things so it is considered that talking about money asking about money then discussing about money such things are impolite it's like more selfish or greedy aspects even on movies and all narratives used to talk like villains is like joined to that richness and all these things it's also like a misconception or a misnarrative uh, 
will be rich if you work hard so you will be rich automatically if you work hard that's also a narrative of the society which is not true it is not necessary that you work hard you will be rich you have to make some financial like due diligence or effort to become rich unless man wanting money is selfish so if you if you are a woman and if you think you want money then society's misconception society's narrative is that you are selfish you are not supposed to want money you are only supposed to take care of your households and that is what narrative these are all misconception we are just opening it up for your thoughts money can't buy you happiness that's also another society's misconception uh, which is also not true uh, because uh, if you think about it money can do lot of good things for sure some bad things as well but you can make happiness you can give that to charity and give food for someone else you can make lot of beautiful things with money because money is somehow like a transactional currency of rendering service between two just imagine money as something like a value of somebody's effort or getting something you can do lot of things you can use that money just to buy is most wonderful ferrari car but those people who is working there they will have their family they can do so it is like a repercussions of effects happening on that one transaction itself so money can't buy you happiness actually it is wrong money can buy you happiness and another correction is that wanting money is not selfish even you are a woman or man and so it is not necessary that you will be rich if you work hard it is not the case and talking about money is not impolite it is polite you should talk about money wherever it is necessary and generally you are not supposed to know how to money you have to learn how to money even though it is not teaching you have opportunity to learn like such books here lot of other other financial coaches and all this thing so you should know how to you should be careful about what you are doing we'll go through some of it but this book is a compilation of uh, this author's learning and lot of other books as well as here so your first money memory as per author it is happening in at age 7 <clears throat> because that will have a tremendous effect on how you are making your money just go through your just take a time travel to your age 7 so the author is telling at age 7 what is your money like concept or perspective that is going to impact you for a lot of life if that particular time your parents was fighting about money if your parents was talking about something good about money then that's all the things so your first money memory is a relationship because she work she was brought up in a family where she was uh, taught how to save importance of saving and value of money and such things which actually help her to become what she is but even though you are not born on such aspects you still can do this reprogramming on your mind because whatever is created on seventh age you can train your mind it's your mind is neuroplastic it is plastic so you can just train your mind and be change yourself as well so emotions of money there is an interesting book psychology of money lot of aspects about money mindset and all these things but this is somehow 
in conjunction to that emotions around money is important when you are talking about money or when you are trying to fix your money problems second one interesting topic is spending as i explained in the beginning woman is to taught that household spending is what she has to do she is not supposed to not trained enough for society is not expecting her to save for household that is somebody else job she is supposed to spend only buy the items buy the food items buy groceries and all such things even in the very early early ages of children when they are giving even the toy industry itself like uh, they are not if if you just give a play like some toys for boys and girls you will buy some good boy things for boys like creative things but for girls you'll buy the dolls and such things only because they're trained in the very beginning itself okay you are this like patriarchal uh, like this one so frugal with a reason so spending for sure spending we don't want to have a misconception as all spending is bad spending is can be like uh, you don't have to be like too much flamboyant and all this thing at the same time you can be frugal you you are not necessary to be cheap frugality and cheapness is different frugality considered as something like if that is really valuable then only you'll go there that's about the frugal things so millionaire next door and all the books are talking about such frugal importance of millionaires and all this but here frugality is also there is another important aspect for example you are you are supposed to have a car to go for your work and you think that okay having a car is expensive so let me be frugal i'll take a bicycle for sure decision is better compared to a car cycle is less expensive but if you think about other aspects of practical applicability of that you cannot go on a sun on a noon by go through a bicycle to work it will not you will be not have that freshness there first of all second thing is like it is not that safe <clears throat> all those aspects are there so just simply taking a decision you just have to take a big picture around some financial decision and really have to check is it really needed if that is really needed that's a valuable spend because what is then money for even though you are earning money you are saving it or you are putting in some other things you are earning interest or any other things ultimately the purpose of money is to spend now or later maybe not in your generation maybe in another generation but ultimately it is for spending anyway but the point is that when to spend what to spend on what you have to spend that is really what is making the the real question as i m- mentioned earlier the lady products are have more expensive comp- any any other item even the clothing cosmetics every item it is usually considered as more expensive compared to men and because woman is hardware to spend that that's also creating that thing and also like most of if you look at the credit card companies and all like even they propose something like a supplementary card because they know that men is not men who is earning they will not use their credit card much so they make something like an offer like okay you can get a supplementary card free of this you can give it to your spouse your wife and all these things 
generally that is their tactic so because the book is talking about multi- multiple topics about similar credit cards angel credit cards and all such things even the schools and colleges they are targeting i'm not sure it's everywhere but the main purpose is that you with the same thing which is coming against you you can use it for your benefit as well for example if you are a man if you are listening to it or if you are a woman or listening to it whatever is i'm just telling supplementary card is a tactic by the bank because their business is on that interest and all this the same thing where you can use it on your own benefit what you can do is that you can freeze the main card because supplementary card has a benefit you can put a very low limit on it and then you can freeze the main card that's why you can use the credit card you can use all your facilities but you will be having a limit like your main credit card is a $50,000 you can make it this one $2,000 or $3,000 so you yourself are putting you in a discipline or a quota of spending because credit card is not always bad that will come to that topic but generally you can make use of it you can beat the bank in the same role what they are playing to you as well so also like there are lot of things like in like spending like eating habits all of this habits spending habits even they are telling 98% of the diets used to fail because we we cannot just put you something and do and do and there should be some level of motivation and other things if you read the book atomic habits and all you'll understand what what i'm talking about so generally people used to tell that if you stop or if you save your money on coffee it can buy you a house there are a couple of narratives like that point is that it is it it can be right or wrong but it is all depend about what this coffee is about if this coffee is not going to add you any value on anything you are just doing because you just have to do it then you have to rethink about it but instead that is going to add you lot of things on your work or something so how it is impacting we should not have to be blind on some spending money is supposed to spend but you don't have to spend on everything you have to just put some level of thinking about it is it really valuable two three times even you are purchasing anything in online or offline what will happen if i don't have this what will happen if i am not buying this coffee now that give you an answer okay i will have this this problem this problem that problem will be affecting me or in my life or something then that's really mean that you have to buy that one but instead if it is telling no nothing will happen if i'm not buying this then actually it is unnecessary item it is you are adding into your and it will be some time it will become a, a hurdle for you or or a bottleneck for you so ramit sethi used to tell that what you want to do when you get rich because most of the people tell we want to get rich and all but when they ask you what you will do when you become rich they don't know the answer because the book have an interesting narrative by the tori donlap when you have all you need you have to build a long table not a high fence that's it the book is concluding also with the same sentence as well when you have all what you need you actually have to make a long table so that you will have everything what you need you can share everything what you have to everybody you don't have to make a high fence around it 
so generally it means that when you are growing you are growing other people as well when you make more money when you are spending more money that's also creating something in economy and all these things but you have to be really do diligent on what you are spending on so another important aspect is about money diary it's an interesting aspect also for such spending habit if you want to track better you make a diary for whatever you are spending in a book or something then review it later whether that purchase is really what he needed and such things even it is not necessary to be done it in daily even monthly if you if you are so much busy of writing on something on a diary just do one thing just take your statements monthly bank statement review through those purchases that will give you some reflection the think through it on your private moments think is it really needed so there are something like travel food out nesting all these things people will like to spend here there for sure this coffee can buy you a house actually this small spending will become a big spending after later so usually the subscriptions people used to tell that okay 25 dollar per month but if it is one year it is more than 250 dollar so that's that's how the things are there so there is an emotional spending also which we have to somehow manage but somehow we have to just protect as well because uh, emotional spending is a uh, feel of fear of rich like that so for example you have to have that feeling of richness you can spend some amount of money if i follow like jim ron or harvaker topics i can tell that okay like 10% of your earning you can spend on something emotional like you just have some some mindset okay i want to just feel good about my money so i'm just spending on it so so that feeling of rich you can put it on emotional spending and all then there is a fear amount fear on money that also you can track about it by just spending so you just don't have to fear about money having money is not good for me then you try to people used to have that mindset also if i have too much money people will attack me my life will not be safe there are a lot of such narratives around us so you don't have to be because nobody knows how much if your money until you tell about it until you're sure but you you can see lot of millionaires around you you don't see them as millionaire maybe just like normal people but they will have their own savings so having money is not make you safe and you have to have you can still have feel of rich by just spending some portion of your money still keeping that whole discipline around it also another aspect is when you're spending money just put something like book is talking about tack or dollars or, or or something like say one cup of coffee coffee or whatever it is so you can tell how book is telling how much tack or dollar it cost if i am having a 100 dollar item one coffee is say 5 dollar then i have to just have more than 20 cups of coffee it is worth something like that i'm not sure my mathematics was correct on a shot so accurately evaluating the worth of the purchase it's also important just need something you know not necessary to spend as much as money there is some worth of some item so same item you can get it in multiple prices but the point is that do you really need it and what is your purpose around it that makes really the thing if your work is completely depend on a particular equipment then you are you are supposed to spend it but there is another person who just need it for luxury or just need it for he will need a different thing it can be anything i'm telling a tool or in a work or anything like that 
or even like for example this microphone or similar if i am singer or somebody else they will have a different level of microphone so it all really depend about what we are doing with that so habit and routine we talk about that is it really a routine or is it a habit you can evaluate your spending and also another important aspect when you are trying to spend some item you see some good item like a dress or something like that just think about it how many hours i should work to make this money for example i'm just giving a temper example like your salary you are dividing it by by 30 and then you are dividing it by 8 hours or something then you will get 1 hour rate of you say example say that is 50 dollar example i'm just telling so if you have an item which is 200 dollar worth that it means that you have to work 4 hours in the future to get that money or it is worth 4 hours of you so then you can really think about it is it really worth that way that's all the important things and i am voting for your money all such things when you are doing some spending habits you can think about that way financial game plan <clears throat> book start with talking about ostrich there is something called financial people uh, financial coaches used to tell like ostrich effect which essentially mean that ostrich used to put it head under the mud and then think that okay my all of my problems are solved so generally what it mean is that if you are not looking at your financial problem it doesn't mean that it is going to be solved it is still there you are not looking at it so you don't have to be that ostrich effect and you don't have to follow the invisible script of the society there is an invisible script like college you have to go to your best college so loan college loan is one of the most curse affecting the the new generation even before they start to earn they are added with lot of burdens of loans and all these things so also when you have a job then you used to tell that okay having a house is the really important thing but even the the tory dunlap used to tell she used to stay in the rent even the big people used to stay in the rent or small houses and all these things because generally such money put it on house or something like that home it will be not earning money it will be appreciating but you cannot use of it but instead that money you are putting it somewhere it will grow you and you can still pay you rent you will be still financially independent but instead if you put all your worth on house then you are taking loan to just your daily incomes and daily expenses then you are in trouble actually even in front of society you are following up okay i am having the home like that it doesn't matter so intention for a financial game plan to be more effective you should have an intention this is we are going somewhere to our classical think and grow rich aspects now but i'm not will not go much there but we should have a proper intention to be financially independent and you should have a proper time frame be specific also on that because that give you lot of motivation around what you have to do now without any time intention and time plan it will not be so first priority if you are in a financial trouble now if you are looking at this solving your financial problem as per order the first priority is that you should work on an emergency fund 
what it really means that emergency fund there are multiple aspects dave ramsey used to talk about the same topic so emergency fund is something like a money which will take care of your 3 to 6 months of your expenses if that is it that is emergency fund the the author is telling or most of the people you should work on it to make that money even though you are in debt first priority is to make that money why because people tell them why because you are not paying that your debt so interest will increase the point here is that if you have such an emergency fund you will not be again taking loan or credit card or such thing you will not be in more trouble you will stay as it is if this emergency fund will give you a cushion about some emergency expenses and all these things priority number 2 is that you have to pay your high interest debt first so what is high interest debt is something like a debt more than 7 percentage like generally a stock market or any other investment a good return is 7 percentage so if you are paying more than 7 percentage on some loans that is a high interest loan debt so you have to prioritize in paying that first but there are multiple aspects around it some people used to tell that you have to just pay off your small debt first so that you will get some motivation to pay more and more that's also one aspect but same time high interest debt you have to pay also you don't have to wait till the end but small debt if you pay like 1000 dollar you have a debt you pay it you that will give you motivation like a snowball effect to pay more also what is another aspects of the same thing third one third priority is that invest on your retirement while paying off your low interest debt high interest debt you are anyway paying after emergency fund but low even though you are having debt but you are paying low interest debt which is less than 7 percentage you still have to just invest on your retirement because retirement is something important especially in the current age we have a longer lifespan it is really important so this can give you more money than your low interest debt average stock market return is more than 7% it will come there and there are some big life stuffs like for example travels and lot of luxury things and all these things you can have to spend some money on there also so your priority is saving for it if you want i don't know x item like ferrari or whatever it is any good items you want you can start saving that money and it will accumulate and you can pay that if you don't have that 1 million now you can save 100000 i'm just giving an example and after 10 months you'll get 1 million and you can buy that so that's about that then another aspect is that like 401k it like matching by the employer i think you will come across that one but generally that's about <clears throat> that point about financial game plan another important part of financial game plan because when you are making a plan when you are making a proper thing budgeting is really important so budgeting is not deprivation it's not like without uh, anything like that but actually budgeting is something like uh, somehow it is giving you a whole picture of where your money is going at the same time you can allocate your buckets as i mentioned in the beginning like you can put some part of so you can put everything there your high loans and all these things your spending expense you can keep a track of it it will give you a full perspective and a discipline around it 
so this budget can have bare necessities that is your expenses and all which should naturally come around 45 to 50% of your income if you are interested in such aspect there is an interesting book richest man in babylon we have already in our channel also same book if you can read it but it's similar aspects bucket 2 is about goals so your budget should have goals financial goals it can be many things it can be savings it can be investment it can be making a company of your own anything but something about your goals financial goals bucket 3 is about treat yourself uh, some people call it play and fun something some other thing so generally the heuristic or a thumb rule is 50% on bucket one expenses 20% on your financial goals and 30% on fun stuffs travel and other things you like to have because you have to just like you have ken honda used to tell arigato on the money you should have to be happy with your money there is a he is having interesting book called happy money as well so you should be having doing some fun stuff around money that's also really important chapter 4 depth important topic again so as i mentioned in the earlier chapter student loan is something like same time people consider it as a blessing but it's actually a curse i am a bad person if i have a debt that's also some narrative around it but actually it is not true your your badness or your goodness is not depending on your debt your debt is a choice of a decision which you make without due diligence that is making the problem all debt is bad should be avoided actually no because you should think that first of all debt is something or credit or loan people have a misconception that that is your money the moment you think that that is not your money that is someone else's money that is bank's money they are giving it to you they are taking your interest on it then things will change but generally all debt is not bad if you are having a credit card and you are just taking it as like to pay some of your subscriptions or anything and you are paying it on time then that is not bad it is going to just save you lot of time you are spending on each month for a subscriptions or anything like that i'm just telling an example so debt is not bad especially if you look at billionaires and all these people even though they have billions in revenue they used to take loans from banks to take that because if they spend their own money they put it in stocks or anywhere else they can save more money than spending it here so for example the bank will loan some amount of millions for them at 5% or something but that same money if they stay there or stay in their company or some they can earn more than 10% or something so you see there is a leverage people used to talk about leverage when we are talking about big money topics and all so <clears throat> how loan works is really important you should understand that because we are living in a world where majority of people have loans and all the beauty of that or or same time the because we are living in a society where asking money is bad and also getting money is also not easy from person but for bank they will make it red carpet for you and they will make all the things for you but it all depends on what really they are giving and what you are so you have to understand okay bank is loaned this money bank is taking someone else money and they are paying to you and their revenues interest and their most important important aspect is that they don't want you to pay on time 
you will think that okay paying on time you will see like that is good thing and aspects but generally they will give you 0% interest in installment plan you will think that okay they are not taking any money so i am getting this this item okay i, I used to buy a new iphone or something like that macbook zero interest zero interest zero processing fee whatever so simply that means money is divided into 12 months what they are really trying to make is that if you just split that into 12 months multiple item you are actually making yourself into a loan your future salary you are paying to that or future income you are paying. so somehow you will be accustomed to or you will be just putting yourself into a position that you will be having a becoming a not able to pay your credit card all if you one installment is there $1000 per month for next 12 months another so for example your salary is around 5000 or 10000 almost majority of that salary is already booked by something else but you will think that okay zero installment i am getting it as a good thing i am taking someone else money to make this one but you will be less by 50% of your salary for the next one year and that makes put you in trouble so payday loans especially the payday like in credit cards and all such small loans there are high interest rates because that that is what this electronics companies and all people are trying to use it because you are getting it 0% process, but if the moment you fail it and they are having a heuristic like almost 68% or somebody mostly don't pay on time so that is the real money there so they will give you installment even for your cloth 100 dollar clothing they will give into 10 installment i'm just telling an example so but that will put you in trouble and that interest rate is around 30 percentage if you calculate annually or more than that like that so know it is high interest rate and log and document all your debts that's important thing and second thing when you are already in debt already just just try to negotiate with bank also don't think that that is not possible actually it is possible most of the times bank have lot of like unrecovered debts and lot of things they are already taking care by their insurance and waiving off many things like that so if you go and approach your bank and tell that okay i have a problem with the money i just want to get installment most of the times you are going to get some benefit from them you can get it like interest free installments to pay your current debt and all this but you have to be disciplined credit score <clears throat> you will think that okay i don't have any plan to take any loans like that credit but actually credit score is important as well so paying on time is important but another part is that you don't have to trouble yourself in putting in loan you have to take uh, for example uh, so you have a credit card loan now and you are troubling with that credit card you are paying on time the best approach is that after you pay all your debt keep that credit card then take revenge on the bank don't don't love is telling just play and hit them back with that same game so they all steal you or or i cannot tell you steal they are doing their own business and getting their money and all but they already somehow take your hard earned money so you have to just use that back keep that credit card for the rest of many years and take using the points and whatever benefits within the boundary like they can only charge you some fees if you are not paying on time if you are such thing so pay on time and make use of the benefits of the credit card so you don't have to cut your credit cards after paying that that's generally the part 
So chapter 5 is talking about investing. Uh, maybe a not so much talk about topic. Uh, general misconception especially around women is that I don't need to invest. Saving is enough. We have a misconception around it. In- investing is a risky business. So or, or many other versions of that. Another narrative is that investing is gambling. What if I lose? We'll go through it. But generally, if you look at around one century of stock market or something, even it has dips up and down, depressions, world war, a lot of things happen. Average return, if you're investing, not a short term, for a long term, it still guarantee returns than any other savings. So that is generally it means. But for sure, you're investing today and you're expecting something next week and going to sell that is gambling for sure but long term investing it is not gambling you can study about it i can wait to invest what it generally people used to think that okay they are very early age in their job and all they used to think okay i have lot of life to live i don't have to save now i can save later but the point is that there is a magic of compounding especially there are like systematic investment plan and all these things like you can now invest a small amount of money in such a way that that money you are not taking it out though that money will multiply itself like growing and growing and it will just like you have 100000 dollar in your stock it will give you a 10% return on one year you will have 110000 dollar that the 110000 will be available for you for the next year next year if it create another 10% that will be on that 110 same like how loans are working you can use this on your benefit by just investing on this one for a long term on a short term you don't have to worry but we'll come come across some of the investing topics as well investing is complicated and difficult you can think about it like that it is not in uh, a normal person business but actually investing is easy simple as that like imagine something you're putting your bank or something there are now lot of financial options like investing options available also many banks are supporting especially your bank or some already having such things so for investing step 1 is save money step 2 is invest money so somehow you have to save and invest that that's a point so multiple options as we mentioned there are couple of options available for most people first one is mutual funds mutual funds is generally it's like an active manager somebody will be managing that funds but it will have multiple stocks inside it but it will comparatively it will have it the one manager is using some decision to buy some funds for you working for you or a group of people over is investing in that mutual fund so it's a big market actually but it you can only they can only trade it when the stock market is open comparatively it is it is uh, expensive it has fees and all these things another is exchange traded fund it is like uh, tracking a particular part of a, a investment part and it can be traded any time comparatively cheaper than mutual fund <clears throat> we are not talking about here stocks and other things because such things usually yes it's complicated you don't have to be a, like a stock trader you need a broker and such but for a normal man 
without having anything these are options are already available like mutual funds exchange traded funds index funds interesting aspects in almost all part of the globe if you are in us you have vanguard and all these parts so index fund what they are generally doing is that they try to track an index of a stock market and they invest on it so that is somehow like a passive managed fund you don't you are not have to pay for an fund manager salary a bank or whoever is taking care of that index fund they are following the index and putting the money there so it is cheaper it is comparatively less risky but for sure you will not have like a big return compared to many other funds maybe which are telling but you still can have that market growth available for s&p 500 multiple index funds are available target date funds and bonds are another options also bonds is somehow like mostly for a government institution and all they want to make money they just put that option in for a short term bonds are not for long term stock is for long term it will give you high yield also but bonds are something for short term it's especially for governments and all they used to take money and they are somehow paying interest and all these things if you like to just be part of interest and all these things that's also an option available but generally <clears throat> it is not that much attractive but mostly this is to tell that diversified post portfolio with stocks bonds and multiple instruments even the cash as well is a, a best aspect if you follow tony robbins and all you'll you'll be having there so that's about investing generally there are multiple aspects in the book as i told in the disclaimer just feel free to study on your own part then to make diligent this is only for informative purposes don't don't put yourself in trouble on having try to study it there are multiple options available on each part and then make your decisions on that earnings a uh, chapter 6 a uh, gender money this is most talking about uh, the feminist aspect the patriarchal part especially because women are not paid well compared to men in the society and also women less negotiate usually we have a challenge like okay it is not the right time to negotiate we used to have such problem and if i work hard they will notice me automatically then they will raise my salary that's another thing so loyalty is important and then it will be rewarded that's another misconception of that we don't deserve better that's another misconception for women not to negotiate compared to men just do it because you are passionate about it usually artists and such creative people used to tell that okay we are doing it for passion so it's fine like that i can't ask for more as company is going through tough time that's also another narrative because the general is that if it all depends on how much you are contributing to the company how much your value to the company that's all depend also this this all these narratives can be good in some aspects and bad in some aspects also or i mean right and wrong in multiple aspects but most of the time what really matters is that how much you can contribute how much valuable your services for the company and its customer and its business that really matters so five key suggestions for negotiation at selling like when you are negotiating your salary or something never give a number first like if you want a salary of say 50000 dollar a year don't have to tell 50000 dollar in the beginning first of all if you are supposed to tell a number you should tell at least tell 60 or something like that then that that's another part and also negotiation is not like a conflict don't take it that way negotiation is something like collaboration same way you are 
negotiating they are negotiating with you you are negotiating with them back it's like a transactional collaboration happening there don't ask for a number you want as i mentioned previously if you want a particular number if you want you may be having you have something in your mind already higher than your current salary but don't tell that number just hold it for it until they tell you or if you are supposed to tell tell a higher number negotiation rarely is one side conversation we already go through that one <clears throat> living a financial feminist lifestyle it's also some interesting topics here like money date financial self care you have to date with your money your money and you sit and what can you do better you this is like a retrospective you can do it once in a year or something so first one is that start emergency fund we talk about that pay in high interest debt invest in retirement save for big life that we all so look at your spending that's some way to date also and uh, check in your goals suppose like you put a goal to achieve this one financial goal one year before so when you are doing your financial date with your money just look at it why it doesn't happen maybe your monthly budget will give you an answer why it is not happening or so such conversation with your other self or dating with your finance will give you that much open discussions and all so you can make a create a plan to achieve that one that's also an important aspects as we discussed in the beginning when you have all you need build a longer table not a high fence so when you are thinking about richness as ramit said you tell that most people don't have an answer what they will do when they become rich so be appreciate your money be abundant in your mindset and lifestyle and just keep a plan for what will you do with your money when you have it that's also important because even for napoleon hill think and grow rich used to tell that okay when you put this money and aspects everything right in a paper at last you have to describe what you will render in return and what you will contribute like that so that's also important aspect so that impactful giving also you can use this money to do lot of good things for the society as well so that's the end of the book uh, book summary about financial feminist toru donlab as i explained already she is considered as a voice of financial confidence for women by cnbc she is a founder of her first 100k and she was become a 100k at age 25 so she is more expert feel free to follow her as well this book is a new york times bestseller until we come across by a next book thank you bye for now